Hi. Hi. Welcome back to With Friends Like Us. We're Annalise. And Taylor. Your resident besties. Welcome to the final segment of Surviving Our Toxic Workplace. If you've joined us for parts one and two, you've heard us talk about what makes a workplace toxic and heard our real life stories of working through the toxicity. In part three, we'll discuss the pros and cons of leaving a job you've been working for for years and what ultimately was our breaking point. So grab your bestie, your favorite coffee, and let's get into it. If you listened to part one, you would know that we already did our coffee, Mm -hmm. which is the same old shit. So (laughs) without further ado, so we did kind of identify, define what a toxic workplace is, what traits. And then Taylor and I just went into some examples of, you know, what we experienced, how that affected us mentally. And so we're going to jump more onto the How are we proactive? How do we change this? How do we decide whether we want to stay in this toxic workplace? If we want to change it or if we want to decide to exit, Mm -hmm. what are the strategies? And then also we're going to go into, you know, Taylor and I took two very separate routes of how we went about this situation. Um, Our situations or experiences were a little bit different towards the end, but we're going to be exploring that kind of detailing how that went down for us, as well as hopefully all of you out there, if you are experiencing the same toxic work environments, hopefully we can give you some insight on, you know, what your next steps might be and how you want to move forward in your life. So I feel like given you're married and for the bulk of your time working there, you also had children. So I feel like you could relate and have something more to say maybe than myself regarding how the workplace and its toxicity had an effect on your personal life. Absolutely. I will tell you the effect that it had on my personal life is the most important reason that I decided to leave. I know that I would call you crying often, just feeling so lost and deflated and confused about, you know, what my worth was, you know, because everything goes along with a paycheck and the paycheck was handsome mm-hmm. and I held a lot of value of how I felt about myself based off of the money that I was making. Mm -hmm. And it is for the work that I was doing, it was a large paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so it was really difficult for me to separate that, the financial reason from, you know, my mental health and how that affected my relationships at home. I have, you know, let you guys in. I have two daughters and I'm married and, you know, we own a home and with all of that comes great responsibility. And so I really was challenged choosing myself over the money because, you know, I really fought with my brain and my heart telling me, you know, you need this paycheck in order to set up your children for success and to plan for their future And to be able to afford them the things that maybe you didn't have, you know, I, we enjoy going places and doing things and giving them experiences. And with me choosing to not 
work there anymore and making that specific paycheck, I knew that I was going to be sacrificing a lot of those things. And so it took me a really long time to decide to choose myself. But what I realized at the end of the day was in choosing myself, I was choosing them. Mm -hmm. And I get emotional when I talk about it. So I apologize if I cry through this, but I would cry to Taylor every time because I just, I, I feel like I gave the most important years of them to my workplace when they were babies and when they needed me to, you know, be with them, they were always in childcare, some kind of daycare. Someone was always taking care of my kids when I felt in my heart that I needed to be the one taking care of them. And so that was really difficult for me. And so when things got really rough at work and things were really hard and I had low self-esteem and I was being treated in ways that weren't respectful, I took it home. And I would come home exhausted, overwhelmed, overstimulated. I was down on myself and I had literally my cup was empty and I had nothing left to give. And that was the reason, the sole reason why I decided to finally leave and to choose myself. Because I knew that if I didn't, I was just going to be going through life miserable and giving my kids nothing. In return, you know, it would have been one thing if it was this career that I loved and I found value in and it gave me a sense of self, but that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. I was there for a paycheck. And at the end of the day, if I can't take you to Disneyland three times a year, or if I can't take you to Target and buy you whatever you want, that's fine. At least I'm with you and I'm there experiencing life with you and teaching you things and just showing you my love day in and day out with as much as I can without feeling like a shit person, then that was enough for me. The destruction that working in a toxic workplace really does, I don't think people realize until you get out of it. And I've been able to like look at my life and how it was then. And yeah, like sometimes I freeze up and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I gave up X amount of money a year. And that still hurts my stomach sometimes when I think about it. And then it makes me feel selfish and it makes me feel like I made the wrong decision, even though I know that I didn't. It's solely based on the finances, but I have the support of my husband and that's all that really matters. I will say too, like, I always knew if it was that serious for Annalise, if she was crying because she's not a big crier. Like, I don't know if her siblings would disagree with that statement or not, but she's not. So I knew if I were answering the phone and she was already crying or I could hear it in her voice and then she starts crying, I'm like, okay, this is big. Something's going on because she does not cry like this. So what is it? And how are we going to get through that or help her get through that? And I think it worked out. Like at the time, she probably hated when I left her there. But I think me coming out and like having such different insight into the situation, having had been part of that with her, but now being on the outside, it was easy. And I could clearly say to her, like, trust me when I tell you, your life will be better. Yeah. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about any of it. And like, I, and I know she is someone and like me too. Like we like to do things. We like to have the money to go spend and enjoy our time. Like, because that brought us joy. 
But like I was telling her, I'm like, I wasn't raised with a lot of money. And I remember like my mom always made my childhood so special with doing park visits or picnics. And like, I could have never told you we didn't have money just because the little things she put into not having money and like making it special made me think like that was the best day ever. Yeah, that you had everything. Exactly. So that's what I was like trying to tell her, like your kids are never going to think down on you because you're not taking them to Disneyland. Like they're going to love that you're with them. And I bet you they do. And I bet you they're so attached. I just don't even think that there's like a world where I would want to ever go back to the lifestyle that I had of like constantly rushing to get Mm -hmm. somewhere you know, having no authentic connection with my kids. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm rushing. And then by the time I pick them up, there's three hours before I have to put them to bed. And that's a rush too. Mm -hmm. It's dinner and bath time and bedtime and homework. And there's never just let me hold you for a little while. Yeah. And let me ask you about your day. Like I will just go on record saying like, I know there are so many super moms out there that can do it all. And I am, I am so in awe of you. I was not one of them. I worked full time and I was drowning. I couldn't do it all. I couldn't mm-hmm. give my all everywhere. I, I just, I'm not built that way. Yeah. And so I knew that it was taking a toll. I knew that something had to give at some point. And I think that I made the decision that I had to make. And I know that it was right. And I'm happy, very happy now that I did. Mm-hmm. And it takes a little bit of time. Like she said, you come out of it and then you get sucker punished of oh, if I had that paycheck still. Because I know for a long time, like before Annalise even started working at our company, I would call her on my lunches or whatever and just be like, I don't know if I can do this, blah, blah, blah. And her response always got me through because it would be like, well, can you afford a nice car? Can you afford to go on trips? And I'd be like, yeah. And she'd be like, okay, so take it at what, what it's worth then. Like so naive. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was the worst advice I could have ever given you. No, but like, you didn't know you weren't in it. And at the time I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I can go on a nice vacation or I can have this nice thing. And I do enjoy those things. So yeah, I'm just going to keep working here because I can do all that stuff. And if I work somewhere else, I couldn't. And so I stuck with it for years and years and years. But once you're out, like there's a sense of relief and release and freedom Mm -hmm. that is hard to even describe. It is. So Annalise saying that her one reason for leaving was her children and her husband, I'm sure. So her family. And for me, I just knew that I could no longer do it because my mental health was absolutely at risk. So far down the drain than I've ever been before. I know that people were told where I worked that my work had, like people outside of my department who were my juniors, my work had declined since my mother passed. And this was always, this was coming. Like everyone knew it was coming because I was just slipping. False. <laughs> so false. I was also told by other coworkers once they found out I was leaving that I was leaving because my mom had passed, because that is what was being spread by my supervisor. False. 
None of those things had anything to do with it at the root of the cause. But I will tell you, it was part of the domino effect that led me to that. Yeah. Because if that had not had happened, I would not have been on this mental health journey like I was. That made me realize, Taylor, wake up. There are so many more important things out there. I was to a point, I remember a few days, I would just be in my room at home. And there was a point I looked myself in the mirror and I thought, do I need to call and check myself into a hospital? Like, and not to an ER. Do I need to go? 5150. 5150. Go check myself in for some sort of mental rehabilitation. Yeah. That is literally how horrid I felt about. And that's a huge deal, you guys, because Taylor is so in control. So on top of her stuff, she is everyone else's support all of the time. So for you to admit that is huge. Yeah. I mean, literally, I was to a point of like, I don't know what to do. Like, is this my end? Because I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And I don't want it to be, but something has got to give. And it's not giving in my personal life, like at that point, just because there was so much going on. And I couldn't even go to work and feel some sort of sense of relief. And I love working. Like, I enjoy it. I like having coworkers. I like having something to do. Like, I enjoy working for sure. But I couldn't even go there because I knew every single day that things were circulating and being said. Or who knows what the day would bring? Would I be iced out? Would it be a fun day? Would I be blamed for something? Like, you just didn't know. And at that point, I was like... I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. I absolutely cannot. And I remember just thinking, it doesn't matter. Like, and I would talk about that in therapy too. Like, what do I do? And her response was, well, have you ever not been provided for? I was like, well, no, like I always can. Okay. Well, if you can still pay your bills, do you need the extra? No, as much as I like it, I don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You will be provided for. Like, you have to believe in that. Yeah. And I was like, screw it. I'm I'm leaving. Like, I don't even care. I got a job that was literally exactly half of my pay. So uh, I had to pay for benefits. Like, we're telling you guys, when we left where we left, we left a cush lifestyle. Very. We left great pay, great benefits, great retirement. Like, we left what most people would literally think we were psychopaths for leaving. Yeah, absolutely. And it just wasn't worth it anymore. No, and that that goes to show like the experiences that we went through. Saying enough is enough, mm-hmm. we sacrificed a lot mm-hmm. to choose ourselves. Yeah, literally. And, and to choose to put ourselves first and to not allow anyone else to assign our worth. Mm-hmm. Truthfully. Cause, yeah, because that's what we were doing. And I had to say, no, I'm out. Sorry, Annalise. I'm sorry you're behind. I'm sorry I left you. Like, I didn't even put any of that into my thought process when doing it. But I knew, like, oh, what good would I be? Would I even still be here? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I literally have no clue because I was just, like, so far in. And I'm like, I need to get myself out of somewhere wherever that is. And I'll land on my feet. I'll make it work. And you did quick. 
And I did. And I thank God for the employment that came to be, you know, and like the people that took a chance on me and were willing to help me out for a while. And I believe I helped them. And then I got another job opportunity not long after being there. And I felt bad leaving them because I'm not a job hopper. Like, I stay. Like You're a lifer. Yeah, historically, I'm a lifer. <laughs> That's why it was also so shocking that I left. But, and now I couldn't be happier. Like, I don't even know how many times I've told you, like, it's so weird working at a place where, like, they're normal. Like, they don't gossip about each other. Like, it's so weird. People, like, yeah, it's normal don't. for people to treat each other with respect and show each other kindness and appreciation and value and yeah and there's like a chain of command there and like you can actually talk to someone and tell them like hey this isn't working or you know i wasn't so sure that was a little inappropriate whatever and they address it and i'm like wow what a concept yeah and i just i know in my heart like 100 percent made the absolute right decision for me and it put me on a path that i would have never expected and i 100 percent would have ignored this opportunity if i was still with our previous company yeah i also think that you know deciding to leave also meant us taking accountability for the time that we did work there taking accountability for our own faults and Deciding that that no longer was a reason to continue living your life a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I'm specifically speaking to like what Taylor and I had talked about earlier about, you know, how we were treating people or how, you know, we were not really aligning with our morals and, you know, deciding that that kind of behavior was no longer going to be okay and to make that jump, to make the change. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter how uncomfortable or how hard that was going to be. Like at the end of the day, like I have to sleep with myself and I have to, you know, go back and pray to my God Mm -hmm. and, you know, not feel ashamed and not, you know, be apologizing for the way that you treated someone or the way that you're thinking or the negativity that's overwhelming your thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like that piece too, of just like finding your alignment in your life and how you want to live your life. And if you, the place that you work doesn't align with who you are as a person and you've tried to change that, or you've tried to make it known that you're unhappy or that you've been disrespected. And if they're not honoring or respecting you or valuing you, then like that kind of stands alone on itself too, because you're compromising yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that also goes along with evaluating that like first evaluation, right? Because like, I know you and I, we've kind of talked a lot back and forth about how we were feeling. But initially, when you're deciding like, look, do I need to look for a different employment? Do I need to leave? Like the first thing you should you should ask yourself is like, do I align with the goals of this employment? this employer Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking like their mission statement and stuff like, yeah, that's cool too. But like, that's also not reflective to the culture Mm -hmm. of the workplace. Right. And so align yourself with what you know to be your truth Mm -hmm. where you work. And if that is a polar opposite of who you want to be and who you believe like you're meant to be and where, you know, you'll succeed, then that's con number one. Right. I guess I would say. 
Yeah. I was tired of coming home and feeling ugly every single day. Like I already have my own battles and personal demons I need to face within myself on certain things. I didn't need to come home every day and just feel ugly inside Yeah, because of what I was put through or what I may have been putting other people through knowingly or not, just because that's how we operated every day. Yeah, exactly. And it is, I can't even tell you how freeing it is to not have to worry about that every day. I just kept telling Annalise, like after I left, I'm like, you need to quit. Like you need to quit. You, you don't <laughs> yeah, you like <laughs> leave. I'm like, you don't even understand the boulders that came off of my back when I drove away from that place. Yeah. Boulders. Like you just feel like a feather, like you could float up to the skies. Yeah. We talked about in the previous episode, seeking support to have someone to vent to in your workplace if it's toxic. Yeah. But if you're really at a crossroads of, does this align with my morals? Is this the right place for me? This is also where you need to find support and really have someone to bounce the ideas off of and just talk to them and be like, this is where my head is right now. And explain to them, be honest. And when speaking of support, I can't even tell you the endless conversations I personally had with my husband. Like, look, this is what's going on. This is what I'm planning to do, or this is how I'm feeling. And that wasn't overnight. I mean, I had countless conversations with him about like, how do we make this work? You know, because mm-hmm. I felt guilty and I've, I haven't been our relationship had never consisted of me not contributing to the finances. And mm-hmm. so that really scared me too of like, I have never not made my own money and contributed to this household. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to find value? And so that stuff was scary, but you know, I had you to bounce things off of and to talk things through. And like, if you are going through something similar, you have to have, you know, friends to talk to or your partner or your parent or your sibling, someone that can help you to see your worth and your value because Mm -hmm. they know you best. They love you and they know what you're capable of. And they're going to be the most forgiving to you when you can't forgive yourself Mm -hmm. because it's a tough, tough decision to make. Like, and when she says it wasn't overnight, she's not kidding. I left in August of 2021 and she didn't leave until March of 2023. Yeah. I mean, I will say um, it was probably the last six months of my employment there that I just, that was it, it was bad. Yeah. It was one thing after another and it was exhausting. It was probably the last year, but more significantly like the last six months. And so I came to that conclusion real quick, yeah. you know, and that was, that was also a testament to how bad it was because I just one day said, fuck it, mm-hmm. not doing it anymore. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not giving a two week notice because I'm not putting myself through hell of two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely went out very, very different. Um, I gave two weeks notice. I mean, I guess technically I gave 13 and like a half days. And according to some people that wasn't professional, because I didn't give two weeks. And when I counted it up, I was like, well, I gave you just shy of one day and it wasn't my fault you weren't in the office the day I was going to give it to you. So, okay, you're just you upset did it I'm leaving. the right way. You did it the professional way. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I wasn't trying to burn any bridges, contrary to what you might think after listening to these episodes. (laughs) But I know we're adults. We work in the professional world. So there were some big players at that place. I didn't know where my path would end up at that point. So I definitely didn't want to burn bridges. I wanted to go out on the high ground, not saying anything, not, I just wanted to leave peacefully. And then, you know, when I hear people telling me the reasons for why they've been told I'm leaving, that kind of changed the game a little bit for me. And my last day there, I was asked if I would do an exit interview. I did, and I was honest. And I know I caught a lot of people off guard. No one was expecting that, but I spoke my truth and I left with my head held high. There was nothing wrong that I did. I just said everything that was on my chest and my heart. And I didn't go around slandering any names or talking crap to anyone else. I spoke to one person directly. Yeah. Management level per the request. And that's that's that. So I would say I definitely took a more traditional route. You did, yes. Annalise did not. I went up in a blaze of glory. I didn't intend for that. That was never my intention. And I will say that's probably one of the things that I regret the most because I don't feel like it was representative of the type of person that I am. I decided that enough was enough. And you know how people say that phrase of like, I was one bad day away from just, yeah, that's really what it was. And it's funny because that day I had been, preface this, I had been out that week because myself and my children were sick and I was on a doctor's note. I was also on a performance improvement plan which um, is given to employees that need improvement. Mine was my absenteeism. And hey, that that's my truth. And so I was on a plan and it seemed like anytime I would get ahead, I would get sick or my kids would get sick. And I was right back down at the bottom. I had talked myself into that day going to my supervisor and saying, look, this is what I wanted to say. I wanted to speak very candidly, candidly to her and tell her, I know that this isn't fair to the workplace. I know that I'm on this plan. I feel like I can't get ahead. I have responsibilities at home. I know I have responsibilities here at work. And I wanted to try to figure something out with her, whether that be, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And just like be very human and adult about it and try to be professional and just try to like do my best to do what was best for my workplace. And that day my supervisor wasn't in. Um, And so I was like, all right, well then I'm just gonna put my head down and get a ton of work done. And I was hitting a roadblock after roadblock trying to get my work done. And it was just very evident to me that I was not trusted, respected, um, valued for the work that I was doing. And without giving too much into it, I just decided like, I am no longer going to be treated this way, spoken to this way and treated like a piece of shit. And I was like, I'm going to write my resignation and I am, will not put myself through two weeks of the type of treatment that I was getting, which I had reported 
to the higher ups, just so that we're clear. I didn't just go out and not say anything had all been reported. In fact, thereafter I reported, I noticed some retaliation type of behavior towards me. And so I already knew what was coming, whether that's completely my take on the situation or not. That's how I felt. It was reflected in the way I was being treated. And so I just decided I'm not going to do this anymore. It didn't matter what bridge I burned. I had no intention of ever going back. No one respected or trusted me or even liked me. And that was even told to me by my supervisor. So I was like, no matter what I do, your mind is not going to change about the type of person that you think that I am. And I'm going to leave with my head held high. I'm going to thank you for the time that you did give me and everything that I did learn. But I just decided enough was enough. And that was it. And I left. Yeah. (laughs) So everybody's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Never hiring her. She's awful. But also to your point, too, like. How would you ever think anything would change or they would listen to you when you were being told by your supervisor that management didn't like you? Which is completely unprofessional. Yeah. And whether it was true or not, I wouldn't know. I'm going to believe what I'm being told. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's kind of like a mind fuck of, you know, I was promoted in Mm -hmm. this new regime and... I was given things that I had been promised before. And so I felt like it was enough bait to keep me going. Yeah. Like they just kept dangling the carrot. Yeah. But it was very obvious that no one trusted me. No one valued my work. You know, if I would bring up a grievance, it was like there was no reaction or response or apology. I mean, I can't even tell you, like, I, I felt like the worst person all the time. Yeah. And that's not a way to live, people. No. So, I mean, you did what you needed to do. And to your credit, your plan was to talk to your supervisor. And also paint the picture that not only was your supervisor not in, her next in line wasn't in, and their next in line wasn't in. Well, I didn't go into all that. But, like, No, but I'm saying, like, you didn't just... You weren't just going to up and leave and, like, leave without having this conversation. No, I wanted to have a conversation. but then... The day you had built up, like, how was that your fault that all these people decided they weren't going to be in that day? I know. Like. I mean, but I'm sure because, you know, it's the whole guilty until proven innocent thing of like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. No one called me after no one. It just proved the point that no one liked me or respected me enough to have a conversation with me. No, I held no value there. Mm -hmm. And that was really sad to come to terms with. Even after the fact, when I was like, you know, I had been told by that manager that I resigned to, he was like, take the weekend. And then, you know, on Monday, you know, if you're willing to talk, then talk. And I was like, you really think they're going to call me? And he was like, "Uh, they better call you. I would want to know. I would want to have a conversation. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So here I am all weekend, like, well, (sighs) what kind of conversation? Like, I'm just going to be honest, you know, and no call. No call. No call, no No follow-up, no nothing. And I was like, prove the point. Yeah. And I understand, like, I left in a unprofessional way. And I know that and I recognize that. And that is something that I'm not proud of. But 
I didn't see any other way. Mm-hmm. And I even, you know, I even relayed that to the manager that I did resign to. And he said, I completely understand. I probably would have done the same. See, so you have some validity there. Someone that backs you that understands what you were going through yeah, and to some degree and supported that. And I will say, like, I hold so much respect for the way that he received my resignation and how he made me feel heard and validated and like a fucking human being, which I don't think I would have gotten from anybody else. No, you probably would have been extremely disappointed with their response. Yeah. My guess is you would have had a conversation and that person, your supervisor at that time, probably would have tried to make excuses for their behavior. She would have gaslit me. Yeah. <laughs> it would have just been circles of because she was never wrong, even when I was there. Never, ever, ever was she wrong about anything. Yeah. So it would have been her just telling you all these things and yeah. then you just would have felt some kind of way about it and then still had to decide if you were going to give you know, your resignation. And then had you, it probably just would have been like, okay. Yeah. And not like, is there anything we can do? Like, let's talk about it. No, it probably just wouldn't been like, okay, cool. We were going to do it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) You just made our lives easier because now we don't have to worry about firing anyone. Yeah. Ding dong. The witch is dead type of thing. At least that's how I felt. Yeah. My resignation was quite lengthy because it was my only way to, to put on paper you know, the reasons, because I really didn't have anyone else to talk to and to have a conversation with. And yeah, it wasn't the best way. But I hope and pray that the work that I did while I was there spoke to the person that I am. I'm sure and it if did. not, then it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm sure they've changed absolutely everything. Which is fun. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. we've probably been erased completely from the history of there, which... That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Move on. Do new things. 100%. remember that you did have good workers and they were good people. They just were faced with some unfortunate circumstances sometimes. Yeah. And weren't supported through that. Right. And shame on you. I'm just going to say it. Shame on you for not recognizing how much they cared and how much they put their entire being into working for you mm-hmm. for making everything run smoothly when it was uncomfortable, when it was hard mm-hmm. and doing it with a smile on their face and never making you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel that's what we did. I mean, it's pretty evident that that is what everyone thought given when I left who I reported had my exit interview with was pretty confused and then getting a call from an even higher up the next business day, even more confused. And I literally just had to say, what do you like? What do you expect? I'm a professional. That's what we do. Yeah. You could go ask any person and they'll tell you I'm right about situation A, B and C, but you would never know that we went through all that because We were never going to let you see that. Because the work always got done. Yeah. We needed the work done. And we were professional, whether you want to believe it or not. But the fact that you're calling me right now and just saying, like, you're floored. You can't believe it. You thought we were such good friends. And you would have never guessed. Yeah. 
You would have never guessed. Because, You're welcome. Yeah. We held it together so you wouldn't have to deal with these problems. Mm-hmm. And we just made it easy for you. We just released swept ourselves. Yeah, swept under the rug and we released ourselves from the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, you're welcome. You didn't have to put up with people claiming hostile work environments or anything like that because that's not who we were. No. This just now, again, contrary to what you might think, is our platform to just discuss all sorts of things in our life. And this just happens to be one of the biggest things we experience together. And we're so passionate about it because we so desperately want other people to find their value so much Mm -hmm. faster than we did Mm -hmm. and to get themselves out of situations where they feel like they don't have any self-confidence or they don't feel strong enough. They don't feel smart enough. Fuck that shit. Get out, value yourself and be somewhere where you're wanted and where you feel like you can succeed in your and a place that you're happy. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, and this could even go, it might sound extreme, but this could spread the bounds outside of a workplace as well. Like everything you just said, that resonates for me with like other people in situations, maybe in their personal lives that are harmful to them or their loved ones. Trust us. It can get better. You have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you were willing to make the hard choices and stick it out and just know that everything will be okay, we promise you it will. Like, it doesn't matter. The You will find a way with finances. You will find a way with support. I am telling you, you will be so much better off. Yeah, you just have to make the decision, take the risk, take action, and it will all work mm-hmm. itself out. Exactly. Once you know your worth, and you're not willing to settle for anyone that doesn't value you the way that you deserve to be valued, your life will change and grow in dividends. Yeah. And to all of those that are out there that are trying to figure it out, give yourself the grace and trust that you are important. Mm -hmm. You're important enough to sit there and make a decision that might be hard. I know a lot of times I went back and forth and I didn't consider myself. I had to tell myself it was for this person or for that person or for the good of the place I worked. I couldn't do that. They couldn't, you know, I couldn't leave them now. It would be too hard for them Mm -hmm. and this and that. No, you are the most important person because until you can fill up your cup, everything else is just not going to work. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. And no matter how many TV shows you watch, no matter, you know, All of the things you try to distract yourself with, scrolling on social media, it's not going to work. At the end of the day, you have to make, you have to take that risk. Yeah, because you're only as good for others as you are for yourself. You have to, you might think that's selfish, but you have to put yourself first. Because if you're not willing to do that, you will never be able to fully help others to that capacity, whether that's your children, your spouse, your friends, anyone. You have to be willing to say, I choose me. Yep. Even if that hurts you, I'm choosing me right now mm-hmm. so that we can be better. Absolutely. Because the sky's the limit, guys. Mm-hmm. This topic, as we've said a couple times, is very important to us. And we just went through all the highs and lows of everything. And we have a feeling that there might be some other people out there that might be going through the same things 
or possibly you previously did, we would love to hear your stories. And if you were able to remove yourself from those situations, how did you do it? How did you navigate those waters with an uncomfortable situation at work or a manager that you didn't see eye to eye with that was kind of on the level of us, not just on the professional work style we didn't see eye to eye, but like to the core, it wasn't healthy mentally or physically for you to be there. Also, are you struggling at a current place of employment? Is there any advice we could give you since we've been through something like this? Yeah, I would really love to hear from any of you listeners that are in the thick of it right now. Because if we could give you even a couple words of wisdom, maybe something that we didn't say in this episode that will eventually hit home and help, please let us help. Mm -hmm. Because we know better than anyone what it's like to live in that. But then we can also see the beauty of the other side. 100%. And it is beautiful, guys. And we are here for you. If you aren't already following us on social media, check out our Instagram at with friends like us podcast. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes go live and follow us on Instagram for the latest news. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Love ya.